what's up y'all it's your girl miracle sims and i'm getting ready to tell you all the easiest way to make your own podcast and that's with anchor by spotify friends listen all you got to do is either download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm and they have everything you need in one place you can record edit and they'll even distribute it and the best thing about it is that it's absolutely free so if you're ready to start your new journey today then go ahead and download the app or go to the website anchor.fm just like yours truly Hello, everyone. It's your girl, Miracle Sims, and I would like to say hello and welcome to Miss Osarinen. All right. You may or may not know her, but there she is. (laughs) She is the writer, director, producer of Strip. You know that movie I was in, you know, (laughs) that got released last year and whatnot. Well, today she's going to actually share with us a little bit more behind the scenes information about the film. So, um, yeah, that's what's going on today, y'all. A bit of a pop-up episode, but apparently it is much needed. So I just wanted to make sure that we gave Osara in the platform and just the free space to say whatever she want to say about uh, <laughs> anything she want to say. Yeah, <laughs> I... Mirka, I just really appreciate it. I'm here to talk about something really serious, And like, this is actually like the first time I've ever spoken about this, like openly. So I just really appreciate you giving me your platform. That's really cool. Um, First, I just want to start off and like kind of talk more about Strip. Like a lot of things have happened with it since it premiered in Atlanta at the Peachtree Village um, Festival um, in October. And then we had like some small screenings in New York and Atlanta and since then, it's been on a streaming platform, and the viewership has been really high. I've been contacted by random people, like some all the way from Los Angeles, about how, you know, just how they just really thought it was profound. And I, I've heard great things about you. I think, like, across the board, people just thought that you're very convincing and just like people just really thought that you did well in a difficult role. I've heard things about Nosh, which I'm really excited about um, because it was, you know, it's it the first feature for a lot of people, including myself. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just like really exciting to just hear all those great things about um, like the people in the film. And I, I think it's also going to be at a film festival in California uh, next month, which I'm probably going to go to as well. Yeah. And I, I know I tell you all the time, like, and I know you're probably tired of me telling you, but I mean, <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Like, you, you are goals to me. Like, you know, you definitely have pushed through. I, I kind of, I witnessed at least some of the things that you went through. Um, obviously, you know, I'm learning that there was some support you were going through as well and that you went through after the process. But just to witness, like, what you we're going through and how you pushed through and how you made this thing happen. And, you know, to get to where we are now, I, like I said, I did a couple of little interviews afterwards where like answer frequently asked questions because I got people asking me, you know, different questions about everything. And um, one of the main things was just, you know, just being grateful that it was done and being grateful that it was out and that it was produced. And cause that's, that's like half the battle right there. Just to, to do the thing is half the battle. So like I said, I, I salute you. I commend you all the time. And um, 
you know, I hope that that encourages you and stuff as well, because, you know, can you tell everybody, like, how old were you when you started this project? So I think I was 27, like, when we started. And so then, like, it wrapped, it was definitely a two-year, two-year process straight, only because I was working and saving towards shoots, um, like, at the same time. Uh, I was waitressing in Atlantic City, actually. This is a film that is, like, probably 90% financed just by, like, my waitressing job in Atlantic City at the time. And then I retired from that industry, like, when I was done. And I feel like this is, like, only the second time where I've, like, I've kind of opened up about that because it's, like, an awkward thing for me to talk about. But, like, honestly... Like I just paid for it with my waitressing job. Like I, I was making decent money waitressing and bartending in Atlantic City. And I lived in Atlantic City during the entire time that the the film was being made. So yeah. So man, this is what I'm saying to all everybody, even myself. I mean, to just note that much that you were able to do everything you did with, like you say, your waitressing job or whatever the case was no matter what it took to make it happen, you did it. You know what I mean? Like I'm still, I have ideas and things that I would love to do, but I still haven't made the, like that effort to really, really start doing it yet and stuff. So, um, like I said, I mean, I, you know, to, to learn more about like what was going on behind the scenes is definitely a beautiful thing for me. Um, and I hope that, you know, that will help other people as well and hopefully inspire other people as well uh, to, you know, go for their goals and dreams and things like that. But, um, 27 years old, she said she started off with this project. So yeah. what we have people. But anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like the way I did it is it was extremely hard. And I don't think it's like realistic for everybody, you know, it's very hard to to personally finance a feature film and not to talk of like just from a waitressing job. Like I don't, you know, people have done crazy things for their feature and that's definitely very crazy. Um, mm -hmm. I just, that just what happens to be how I did it for strips. So yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, nothing wrong with that. Like, yeah. I, like I tried to start saving something towards my stuff, but it's like, then you use it and then there's life and all the stuff goes on. And then you're like, I'll start again, whatever the case is. So <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of commitment. Yeah, but, you know, speaking of, like, a lot of people didn't know what I was going through, like, that's, like, very true. Um, Post-production was really hard. And um, so, actually, in 2019, I um, hired a woman named Taijon Tom for uh, post-production and distribution um, assistance. Like I started, like I wanted to start early just with like getting a distribution opportunity and the whole post-production like need. So I started early and so I was working with her all throughout 2019 and then December 2019, she just abruptly just walks out of the contract and, you know, thousands uh, you know, of dollars worth of payments have already been made. And, and so I was left in like an almost impossible position to actually finish the film. And actually the only reason why strip 
you know, became Finnish because, because I, I happened to be editing and shooting like the whole time. And like, so the whole film was like already assembled. I already had my own edit, like that I was using as a visual, like just, just for me to like look at it and know like where I needed to do pickup shots. And just like, for me, like personally to see like how the story was assembling. Um, so that's like, and so in that type of, that type of travesty was somebody like just walking out of a contract. Uh, just um, no, no explanation. Uh, just, just walks out like that. The only saving grace was that I happened to have my um, own edit. And honestly, like, like a month before, like this happened, I, I knew something was just not right because like every time I, I would ask her, okay, like when are we moving to sound? Like I would never get like a response and just like, like a month before I just, you know, something is up, you know, you just, and like, I was starting to, because like not finishing was, I just couldn't afford to like not finish. Like after like two years of my life, I was like underweight. I was struggling to like pay my rents uh, during this time. Like I really, like, I really like put like my life on hold for like my ambition as a filmmaker. And um, like, there's, there's so many like personal sacrifices and it's, it's awkward to talk about like, you know, being underweight. Like, I mean, when, when people would like shoot with me, like people, I think people noticed that like, I wasn't really eating. <laughs> Like I was just like too stressed out to be eating. I um and um like I really put like this film like above like other needs and like I like I'm honestly like really behind in like other stuff because like I did this straight for two years. But it's like I I don't have any regrets. Like there's just so many positives um going on that like I want to maintain and for me to like sidestep and even have to talk about this injustice that Taijan did is, is an inconvenience to myself because I, I didn't even, you know, I have so many things that I would rather talk about than Taijan, but because I'm such a huge believer um, that any type of injustice should be openly discussed. Like I, I feel like every human being, every artist, every woman deserves to be treated in the right way. Everyone, you know, equity and fairness, these are like very serious things. Like everybody just needs to be treated in the right way, you know? And what she did was very subpar, very um, inferior to like how anybody like needs to be treated. And um, like, I had so much respect for her. Like, like I, all my payments were on time. Uh, maybe I was a week behind on like one payment, but that that's a sign of respect. And like, it's, um, it's, it's really sad that, you know, to say the least that she couldn't give me the same type of respect. Um, I'm like 20 years younger than her. She, I mean, she's supposed to be a woman that I can look up to like as a role model and is, is shocking and confusing that she would 
like that she would do this. Um, she is a professional and she's well known in Atlanta. And like, it's just like shocking that she would do something like this. Like the effect that it had on me um, was like, it's had like a lasting effect on me. And like, it's, I'm opening up for, like, for the first time because I feel like it's the right thing to do. Like, it's disgusting that I would have to experience that. Like, I definitely didn't deserve to be treated like that. Nobody deserves to be treated like that. And yeah, it's just really wrong that that's what she did. And like, you know, it's really about somebody's character. Like, it's, it's a huge loss, but it's like, it says a lot about her character that like, you know, she can do that and like not even like blink an eye about it. Like it's been a year, like, you know, and, and the fact like I, I, I had to like take legal action because like any sane person would. And I, you know, interestingly, I was speaking to uh, another woman in Atlanta and she was like telling me about her own experience and like how people don't even like do anything. They just like sweep it under the rug or like let it go. Unfortunately, like that doesn't sit well with like my own conscience and like I couldn't, like I took action instantly. And um, so like, so yeah, it says a lot about her as a person and her as a character and and like I I feel I feel like that's like the most important thing that I wanted to discuss, like the fact that she could do that and and completely like disregarding the effects that it had on me says a lot about her as a person and a character, even though she may be a very experienced professional. And yeah, I'm sorry for ranting. I'm not sure like where you want to to, to cut in, but um You know, yeah. No, like I said, I mean definitely I wanted to make sure you, you know, say whatever it is that you want to say about this whole thing. Like honestly, it, you know, just listening to what you've gone through and knowing that this is a person that's based here in Atlanta and things like that. I mean, it bothers me um personally. Um I don't know her, you know. Uh however, Unfortunately, <laughs> and I say that because whatever. I, unfortunately, uh, I don't feel necessarily responsible, but at the same time, there was somebody that I introduced you to that introduced you apparently to someone else that then that person introduced you to this, this person. Um, so, you know, it, it does make me feel the way, you know, that I, it's like, I mean, I get it if you're going to, you know, refer someone to someone else or if you feel like, oh, I can't take on that project, let me refer you to someone else. So I'm not looking down on the person that I referred you to, but I kind of just wish I didn't refer you to anybody because so you could have avoided that situation and, and hopefully found someone that would truly help you and truly, you know, take things to the next level the way you needed it to be. Because, um, yeah, I hate that. I mean, you know, you may or may not know, but um, in 2019, I was like trying to open up a venue and I was dealing with um, some, some issues in regards to the, the landlords and stuff like that. It's like, 
okay, if we're going to be loyal people and try to pay you on time and all these different things, like, you know, let's communicate. Like, that's the least that you can do as a business person, communicate with people. Like, I don't know what the issue was and why she backed out. Um, however, it's like, the least you can do is let someone know why you're doing what you're doing. Um, the, the best thing you can do is, you know, refund the money. Um, and or make good on what you say you're going to do, even if you have to delay it a bit. But communication, it just across the board. I know um, we have an episode about that. It just aired on God, Sex, and Love like last week, just how important communication is. And so I don't, again, I don't know all the issues uh, and details about that situation. But, you know, this is why, and I hate to go here, but like, this is one of the reasons I do so much alone. Like, even though there's some type of issues going on here with this StreamYard app right now, but um, even so, like this, this is this is the reason why it's like, because ha- sometimes if you, now I can't I can't lie, I've had people help me along the way, you know what I'm saying? So I don't want to put it out there as if I've done everything by myself, everything that I've done. Um, but I'm gonna say that, you know, there's been times when I've tried to work with people or like get teams together and all this different stuff, and it's like. If you're going to depend on that, then like half the time you won't get anything done. So that's why I commend you so much for pushing through and and through all the things that you went through, the things I witnessed and then the things that you're sharing with us now. It's just it's just very unfortunate. And, um, you know, like I said, I hate that I even gave you any type of connection here in Atlanta for that to turn out the way it did. Um, I would have rather you, you know, figured out something on your own than for me to have sent some attention to someone and then that down the line this happened, you know? So um, that's all I have to say at the moment about it. <laughs> I think I'll, you know, cause I could go on and on I'm sure about different things I've been through in my 10 plus years and all that, but uh, you know, of acting and everything and it, and yeah. I mean, yeah, let, let's get off me for a moment. Let's go back to you. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I completely understand. So, like, the only person responsible in this, like, injustice, because I really see, like, this is, like, to me, this is comes some, it's a moral crisis. Like, this is a real, nobody needs to be treated like this. Like, I was 28. I was directing my first feature. I financed it completely. This is $40,000 over the course of two years. If anything, I needed a little bit of respect. Like I needed, I needed like mentorship. You know, this is a woman that's almost 20 years older than me. So like, so talking about like detail, like you don't know all the details, like this is like a very cut and dry place, cut and dry case of like, nothing can justify and nothing can explain what Taijon Tom decided to do. Uh, I signed a contract. I paid a very expensive retainer. And um, at the very end, she walks out and like, I'm left with like, no way to complete my feature. Like there's no reason why any artist, any human being should have to experience that type of distress that type of like grief that like I felt um yeah and like strip never would have been completed at all like the I there's no way that I can just like start and like scramble like how to edit 
an entire two hour film, like, because somebody last minute walks out, I, like by accident. And so that's like, it's too close for comfort. Like, it's extremely wrong. Like there's, you almost don't need the details. Like, it's just wrong. Like I ended up, this is thousands of dollars. Um, I ended up editing or using my own edit, like on the film. And so like, I've never been able to like express, I had to bury it. I was abroad, like when this happened actually, like only like a handful of people like knew like what was happening. Cause I, I mean, I feel like when she, she did it, I, I think I was dazed. Like I was, I was like dazed and I, I, I think I felt nauseated. Like, <laughs> Because it, it's a complete disrespect to to the past two years that I've spent like on this film, and and then um, and it's a complete disrespect that I respectfully honored. I honored the contracts by like paying what I was required to pay. Um. There's just like this is crazy. Like there's just so many like variables. Like it just gets crazy, crazier. The fact that like I financed this as a waitress. Uh, I'm 20 years younger than her. This is an older woman. We're both women in an industry that has handful of women like us. Um, it's sad that this is the outcome it's sad that like i'm on here i woke up early to come express myself about how i don't feel like i was treated right i shot this entire film almost by myself because of her decision i i ended up editing this entire i'm not even an editor for real like i'm really not like i end i ended up editing this entire film by myself um the film is doing really well. Like th there's so many positives. Like, I feel like, like I'm risking like a lot just to talk about this. And like, like it's so sad that I, you know, it's a whole year passed. There's a reason why a whole year passed. Like, first of all, like I had to like concentrate on how to pick up where this woman left. Um, I had to figure out like how to finish this because not finishing it was not an option. This is two years of my life. Um, I finish everything I do. So I not finishing was just not an option for me. So I had to continue. Um, it's crazy. Like when, when this happened, I was not in the country. I had to tell my parents what was going on. <laughs> so that's even like sad. Like I had to like explain to my mother who my mother was like the first person I told about Taijan in the first place. Like I was extremely excited beginning of 2019. Like when I met Taijan or I actually met her in person once in Atlanta, but like when I was introduced to her because she's honestly a one-stop woman, like you don't have to like, when it comes to like uh, getting a film done, you don't need to go to another person. I was, extremely impressed like when i met her i had so much respect for her i she, i kind of i maybe i even idolized her in a way i just she was the coolest woman to me i had so much respect for her 
and I told my mom like instantly, like when I um, met her and then um, I think I don't think like, I, I directly told my mom because like, I felt like ashamed. Like I was, it's like humiliating. So now I need to go back and tell my mom. And then like, you know, nobody wants to see their daughter treated like this. My mom is like my hugest supporter. And like my mom knows how hard I've worked. She knows how long I've been on this filmmaking journey. And so it was, it was that it was it was kind of hard to like have to explain to my mom. But yeah, like when this happened, I was abroad and I was um doing like remote audio sessions with like a lot of people to to get the audio and then i was also like handling this at the same time so initially like the reason why i didn't speak of it because it takes a lot of mental concentration to to try to just pick up and um keep going when somebody just like last minute like betrays you like that and then um, I didn't finish until like August. And then, um, like even after that, I wasn't, I didn't want to talk about it, even though this is something that needs to be talked about. Like you can't, somebody can't just, um, walk out on a really expensive contract like that. And like the, with this type of financial loss and, you know, this is not really something that you cannot talk about. This, it was huge. Like she's an executive producer. This was a huge role like in the film or like shaping like the post-production and distribution path for the film. Um, so like later on, even after like I got through like the stress of post and just doing this, um, the reason why I still didn't say anything is because I wanted to keep my Instagram positive. Like, I don't want this on my Instagram, actually. I don't, I'm not, you know, I, I wanted, I had such a positive vibe and optimistic vibe going on. I was just talking about the film and just like me as a filmmaker. And, 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 and like, I would say every, every time I wanted to come out and like talk about this type of injustice that happened, like, um, I would psych myself out because I I was like, no, I just want to keep my Instagram clean. I just want to keep everything positive. You know, I don't want to talk about in, you know, and like what what will other people think about me as well? You know, I, you know, what I mean, I'm still I'm still like very like new in my career. So um like so I understand my risk, but at the end of the day. It's like the only option for me because, you know, I'm very convicted between right and wrong. Like, this was extremely wrong. Like, there's there's no explanation for like, if I was Taijon's age, <laughs> and like I met like a young woman, <laughs> like it's just it's just so stunning to me. I can't even imagine like being someone like in my mid 40s or something and I encounter like this woman who's 20 years younger she's 
doing her first film, like to just leave a young woman destitute like that and um, handicap a woman's effort in an era where we're watching women like excel to like the most powerful positions in the world. We have Kamala Harris as vice president, like the entire communication teams in the White House is all female. And like, so for this to happen, for me to kind of be like um, totally disrespected by a woman who's 20 years um, older and to, to experience like the financial loss that I did because of an older woman, like it's, it's a total disgrace to me in my eyes. Like, are you still here? I don't know what's going on. I think I lost Miracle. Like, like, okay. did you, what, what happened? Like, I think you. It's something about your This is the second time I've had a group on here and, uh, or had okay. like two people at the same time. Yeah. We had issues last yeah. time. So I don't know, StreamYard. We'll see. I'm keeping you. We'll see. I mean, it's been going okay when I'm, I'm by myself, but. There's these issues when I'm with other people, oh, okay. or so, perhaps yes. people just don't want us to get this this news out here. But this lady needs to speak her mind and to share her story. And <laughs> so whoever's trying to hack the line <laughs> need to stop because <laughs> people in Atlanta need to know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think people in Atlanta definitely need to know because I didn't deserve to um, be treated like that. Like um, this is subpar to like how young women in film need to be treated like. And like, um, it's, it's definitely like, like an effect on my own self-esteem that like, this is how I was treated. Um, we are supposed to be like respecting women more than this. Um, sorry, I'm just collecting my thoughts. No, you good. Yeah, um, yeah, it's just kind of interesting. Like with everything that has happened, and like you know, strip has been like well perceived and like the prospects um, are still high, but like, because of like what happened, like it definitely had an effect on my own self-esteem. And like, like when that happened, like the way I perceived myself definitely was affected. Like it was, it was a blow to like myself. I, I mean, I was throwing away like a piece of trash, even though I spent thousands of dollars like paying this woman. Um, and respecting the contract that we had, like, regardless, I was thrown away like a piece of trash, like, regardless of the fact that I directed this feature and all this stuff, like, like, literally, I literally felt like a piece of trash. And I did for like, months after that. And like, even now, like, I'm still processing and like, I'm still kind of, like, affected by, like, what she did. Like, this is, like I'm a year later, I'm still kind of struggling to struggling to come to terms with being treated like that because um, 
So like the only thing I want is to just be treated like a human being. And I feel like I'm struggling to get that. And all in all, like, it's just sad. Like um, considering everything, um, it's just sad that um, I would have to feel that. And like what keeps me going is like actually looking at the positives. And I think that, um, Yeah, so I think that's my piece about it. And thank you so much for just letting me express myself about this unfortunate thing that happened with a producer in Atlanta. And I I guess like what I would like to gain, I guess, is number one, I just feel like um, I, I hope that I hope this inspires like if anybody is just like not treated right, if you're treated less than what you need to be treated like, I, I just hope that anybody would just have the courage to come out and say that like, no, you're not okay with being treated like that. You don't have to sit back and like accept it. And I'm, I'm standing up for myself today that like that was subpar. Nobody needs to be treated like that. I don't want my daughter treated like that when I have a daughter in the future. Um, like nobody needs to be treated like that. And secondly, yeah, if people in Atlanta can come and um, understand like what happened, because like my biggest thing is like, it says a lot about Taijan's character and it says a lot about the woman that she is for her to do that type of thing. And, you know, this is somebody that built their career in Atlanta and um, it needs to be known that that's what she did to me. And because I feel like we need to know people for who they are. Supposedly she prides herself in helping women in film so we need to discuss this hypocrisy because it's straight hypocrisy. Um, you can't be at woman luncheons and and uh, just uh, claiming to be part of that one movement when this type of uh, travesty happens. Like I was 28, so I deserved better than that. And so I've said my piece and thank you so much for letting me express my, express myself. No problem, Osirna, no problem, man. And um, I'm glad that you were able to speak your piece. Um, everything you said was definitely needed. Um, I just, like I said, it, it's upsetting to know that, you know, there's people that are out here to do terrible things, but at the same time, you know, I guess that's part of life. Um, however, like you said, being brave and speaking up about it and doing something about it, um, even if even if it's just speaking up, is is a, a wonderful thing. So I commend you on all counts, man. You know I, I you know you know how I feel about you. Y'all don't know at least by now. <laughs> so um, just, I guess to leave on a higher note, um, share with the people some things that you have, you know, in mind or plan. I know you said you're gonna go to the film festival. Is there any other things that you want to kind of share with the people in regards to like some things you have coming up or um, actually, no. I just hope I can get another opportunity as a director and continue directing. But 
in terms of I um, expressed that like in the beginning, but so I actually don't have anything in the works. I'm just trying to see what happens with strips. So yeah, just, I'm just hoping another opportunity can kind of just come my way. Really cool, man. Well, you know, like I said, I'll be praying for you that, you know, you get the opportunities that you want and, you know, need. I think you've done a phenomenal job with what you've had and, and not even just that, but like, uh, like I said, hearing all the other things that you went through, I mean, to me, you went above and beyond to, to make this thing happen. And I'm proud of you. And I mean, if that means anything. <laughs> um, and yeah, that, that that's it. I mean, I hope that this all was clear enough for at least the people because I was it was choppy on my end hearing things, but, um, but yeah, aside from that, I mean, is there any other things you want to say before we go? No, thank you for your time. No problem. No problem. Well, you have a great day, Ms. O'Saradan. Thank you so much. Everybody that tuned in, share this post. I saw that we had. Okay, so uh, I guess Ms. O'Saranen had to leave. But I was just going to say to all of you all that are watching, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening to O'Saranen share her story. Um, if you, I don't know if you all may know this lady or whatever the case is. Y'all ain't got to go blow up and then like that. I don't know. Y'all ain't got to go. I'm not telling y'all to go do nothing. <laughs> but, um, you know, I do want y'all to share this and stuff like that. I know there was a filmmaker group that was able to log in at some point. So hopefully this is warning to other filmmakers out there. Um, you know, this is the reality. This is the reality of uh, being a creative, being a filmmaker, being a producer, all those things. And so, um, you know, I think it's good for her to speak up because at the end of the day, you know, people think that this, this industry is easy. People think that this industry is just, oh, anybody can do it or whatever the case is. But it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And then when you get into all the other stuff behind the scenes, it's just, that's a whole nother episode. All right. <laughs> but um, again, thank you guys so much for listening and watching. And I hope you guys have a great day. Bye. Uh-oh. There's no time to get my nails done. Oh, I know. I went to unwindselfcare.com and got my 100% nail polish strips. Thanks, Unwind Self-Care.